Welcome to the Spine Talk podcast, presented by Texas Back Institute. For more information about Texas Back Institute, visit www.texasback.com. And now, your host, Art Young. Do you have trouble unplugging your children from technology? Hello, I'm Art Young for Spine Talk, and our guest today has some important insights about the unintended consequences of your kids constantly staring down at a mobile phone or tablet. It's been called TextNeck, and Dr. Ray Basita of the Texas Back Institute is here to tell us all about this condition. Welcome, Dr. Basita. Hi, it's good to be here. Great to have you. What is TextNeck? Well, TextNeck is a uh, pain, usually in the back of a person's neck, caused by bad posture and looking down at mobile phones or cell phones or iPads or Samsung Galaxies, that kind of thing. Do the medical problems resulting from text neck affect uh, children the same way they do adults, or is it equal equal opportunity offender? Well, for most people, whether they're kids or adults, the cause is the same. The p- patient or the person will hold a mobile device down in their lap or uh, down on a low surface and keep their neck flexed while they look down at it. So while that happens, the muscles in the back of the neck get fatigued. And then when the patient finally stops getting distracted by Angry Birds or their email or Facebook, they realize, oh my gosh, I've had my head down for who knows how long, and now when they try to pick their head up, it starts to hurt a lot. The problem is this is a recurring thing where people will do it several minutes or several hours every day, and it has a cumulative uh, painful effect. So can it affect both kids and adults? Uh, Yes, the uh, biomechanics of what happens are the same, whether you're young or you're old. Um, And the most important thing is trying to prevent it uh, from happening in the first place. Mm Mm-hmm. An overexposure of handheld technology has had some other ramifications, and according to some research, I noticed in preparing for this in the Journal of the American Medical Association, electronic toys hinder verbal development, and traditional toys like building blocks, for example, sparked higher quality conversation. You're a spine surgeon, not a child psychologist, but you have children. In fact, I've, I've met a couple of them. Is there any backlash brewing over the overuse of electronic games and texting among kids? So, uh, first of all, let me be the first to confess. I have uh, four sons, all under 12 years of age, and when they start to get really crazy, like in the car or at a public place, the best way to kind of make them sort of be quiet and sit still in one place is with an iPad or my cell phone. And so I have seen firsthand this phenomenon wherein kids can sort of get plugged in, especially if they're using earphones. Well, they get plugged into their game. They'll get plugged into uh, whatever they're surfing on the Internet, get plugged into doing email or texting with their friends, and they'll sort of lose track of the universe that they're in. And so I I agree with the uh, statement that they can hinder verbal development. Uh, Certainly, parents have to be cognizant of this, especially with the little kids, especially if there's lots of them to make sure that they do play with enough traditional toys and make sure that they have to do enough personal interactions with each other so that this this locked-in sensation does not happen. Short of pulling the plug, I mean, we're not going to completely stop kids from texting or playing video games on mobile devices. What can a parent do 
to ameliorate the effects of Tex-Neck on their kids? So that's a very good question. I think the most important thing is setting limits. So uh, I think giving an iPad or a cell phone to a kid uh, should not just be open-ended, wherein the kid can use that device at any single free second that they have. So if parents can set appropriate limits or a number of minutes per day, say up to an hour, that would be a good thing. It also helps the kids realize that at some point you have to turn these things off and that they shouldn't just crave getting for more and more and more and more and more because, as you can imagine, defeating aliens from another planet or collecting coins to build stronger dinosaurs, it's a never-ending process. These games <laughs> literally never end. So the kids, they want to progress through the levels. The, the games are all set up to give enough positive feedback to keep the kid playing. And so um, the parents have to set limits so that the kids will get off of them. Another thing is to create good alternatives for the kids. So if the kid's alternative to sitting and playing on his iPad is to do nothing, well, of course the iPad is better. But if the kid's playing soccer or if they're going uh, swimming or if they're going on family trips or going to eat pizza together, certainly creating alternatives to just playing iPad games is another responsibility that I think the parents can use very effectively to make the kids not even want to play them as much. Is there any kind of uh, stretching exercise? I mean, if, if you're an adult, you could certainly have text neck uh, as, as well as children can. But is there any some kind of stretching exercise to stop the pain from that? Let's talk about prevention first and treatment. The best way to prevent text neck is to hold the device at a proper eye level. So, for instance, the correct placement for a standard computer computer monitor and keyboard is uh, keyboard down, monitor up, so that the eyes kind of stay level and you're kind of looking forward. That's not really compatible with most mobile devices because, except for the really big ones, you can't really have hands down and head up. So there has to be an effective compromise uh, for arm positioning. And the most comfortable would be, like, for instance, with would be with reading a book, where it's sit with the back straight up, elbows well-supported, and holding the device not too close to the patient's eyes. That's the best way to uh, prevent it. Also, again, with setting limits, both for yourself and for the kids, get up, walk around, and don't just get caught up with the uh, electronic device for hours on end. As far as treating it, uh, there are a lot of home exercises that are available for someone to do to try to work out a stiff neck to promote both range of motion and also strength. Isometrics can be done against your own hand to build up neck strength both in uh, in multi directions including flexion, extension, rotation, and also uh, passive stretching exercises where the uh, limits can be pushed a little bit to try and bring back some of the motion that could be lost from having a stiff neck. Well, the damaging effect of text necks on uh, young spines of uh, kids as well as adults has been our topic today on Spine Talk. And joining us has been Texas Back Institute spine surgeon, Dr. Ray Basita. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Basita. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much. Absolutely. If you or your child is experiencing prolonged back pain, contact Texas Back Institute for an examination. Just click on the texasback.com or call 800-247-2225. This is Art Young, and we'll talk again soon.